It's time to figure out what the heck we're talking about. We throw out a fair amount of strange words and terms, and maybe you don't know what they all are. We already did one episode like this, but it turns out there are a lot of words. Like, a whole lot of words. It's time for our second terminology episode. Terminology 2. Term Harder. So come in and have a drink. Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about the glorious drink called beer. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker. Hey, guys. How's hey. it going? Uh, going pretty good. We finally set the old studio back up. <laughs> yeah, it was, we, we, you kind of pulled it all together for a traveling rig last time. Yeah, last time we were down there with you in Lexington for our uh, big show. It was all of us for the first time in one location. Yeah, it was. Sharing yeah. two microphones, so it did not sound the best. <laughs> we do apologize for all the fun uh, bumps and knocking over and cups and, and <laughs> random other sounds that got picked up. Look, we were we were we were trying to go all like traveling wheelberries on it and like doubling up on mics. It it was fine. Yeah. It wouldn't have been that way had we had all four channels available on the mixer. But <laughs> well, we are not quite to the point financially for a a nice mobile setup. We hope to get there. I would like to get some more things for that by Nerdtacular next year because we do plan on doing an episode while we're there. Yeah. No. Uh, but it was still a fun episode. It was fun to be Very much, guys yes. all together. Uh, like it, it got to where we turned on the computer screen. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. There's distance between us. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's not gathered around a table anymore. Uh, however, thankfully, we're not all... Uh, through like eight or nine hours of drinking so right right we might actually be coherent i think mm. i'm just as full though right now yeah <laughs> just, just had chipotle for dinner chipotle. <laughs> barbacoa bowl and of course drinking the beer although i do miss the giovanni's pizza you guys are really lucky mm. yeah that whole weekend was nothing but giovanni's pizza for us because friday night mom's yeah. like oh we picked up some giovanni's pizza it's like all right <laughs> we finished the drinking thing hey let's get some giovanni's pizza it's like all right. Here's the thing: not all Giovanni's are the same. No, they're no, not. No. Yeah, it's it's literally just a franchise name you can slap onto a pizza joint in this neck of the woods. Yeah, uh, some of them are. They follow the pretty much same standard that I guess the original you would say set down. <laughs> as as Giovanni came down from Mount Pizza, <laughs> set down the, the commandments: Thou shalt make square slices. <laughs> right. Thou shalt ha- have toppings under the cheese. And thou shalt put on more grease than you put in a deep fryer <laughs> onto your pizza. And it but will be delicious. 
So did anybody try any other beers in the last uh, two weeks? Week? Oh, has it been? yes. I've just been kind of going through some of the beer I had. I had a stockpile. So, uh, so yeah. Um, our, last our week. Our fridge is full again. Full, and I almost <laughs> emptied it last night. Unattended. Um I managed to snag a few bottles of Dragon's Milk Reserve with coffee and chocolate. Yes. This quarter's of the uh, Dragon's Milk Reserve, because they release one every quarter. Uh, quarter one was the vanilla chai. Mm. <laughs> it was good. I finally got to have it. it. Yeah, so we finally got you to try that and the fryer bacon from Listerman. Yes, we brought it up. That was so good. Right? The maple fryer bacon, yeah. Different. Oh, so good. And uh, there was that, and then I picked up a whole bunch of stuff yesterday that we'll be getting into in coming weeks, Hmm. because I spent way too much at the liquor store, but I found (laughs) good things. Very good things. (laughs) You walk out of the liquor store, you look down at the receipt, and go, what have I done? Basically. Well, when you're just buying beer and you're not buying like cases of beer and they're like, oh, we need to get you a box, <laughs> like yeah. a big liquor bottle box to fill up. And I'm like, OK, <laughs> that's that's when you have a problem. I admit the problem it. is you need a larger box to carry all the stuff out. <laughs> exactly. I, I need a wheelbarrow to get the stuff out because it was heavy. <laughs> uh yeah. Uh, is there anything else? Um, I did want to say I don't. We don't have any of it right now. I don't know if I'm going to be a, having it like a while we're dr- what we're drinking kind of deal. But we tried. Um, I don't remember if it was a create your own six pack situation. Oh no, wait, no. I think I just bought like the single bottle of it just to try it. It mm-hmm. was um, the Sierra Nevada Summerfest. For some reason, I hadn't had it before, mm. and it's a um, most of the summer beers are like. Just you know, kind of blonde or just some kind of ale, and this yeah. is this is describes it as a crisp lager, and it's like the perfect refreshing summer drink. It was fantastic. I got him to try a drink of it, but um, I think we're gonna probably get a six pack of that at some point. Chris, I, I kind of want you to change your name from Chris Walker to Chris Blogger. Crisp. <laughs> Chris Blogger. <laughs> I support this decision. Like I heard it and I went. It's really close to Chris's name. <laughs> we could be the Logger family. Let's do it. Uh, I'm on board. Okay. <laughs> Enough of that. Let's get into some of this news. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have a quick update on the AB InBev takeover of Saab Miller. This update is that, yeah, the Justice Department is probably going to approve it. So in the U.S., it will be given the go-ahead because of all the steps they've been taking, selling off smaller bits, cutting things off. Sounds like bad amputations. It's like World War I. <laughs> well, no, like maybe there, there's some sort of uh, cro- some sort of Cronenberg <laughs> monster, and you're just cutting off weird appendages that don't belong. Like, oh, well, these three arms don't really belong here, so let's just hack those off. And- They're Cronenbergs, Chris! <laughs> But the article goes on, uh, the Justice Department is poised to approve Anheuser-Busch's InBev's takeover of Saab Miller, an agreement that might include measures to keep the beer behemoth from edging craft brewers from shelves. Uh, it says, according to people familiar with the matter. The article doesn't really talk a whole lot about that. 
If they go over the basics, it's a $107 billion combination. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as the edging out craft brewers, like, there aren't really any... The steps that are being taken are minimal. It's basically like, oh, something that we hadn't talked about and I've not seen a lot of articles discuss are the fact that both companies own and operate a large number of uh, distributors. And that's yeah. where it can really hurt craft beer. Yeah. And so the, the, the article mentions that the uh, there will be no termination of any distributor or renegotiation of contracts with distributors from this from this thing. Yeah. So it's you're like, um, it doesn't seem like any steps uh, are being taken. Well, <laughs> to save there's crap some workers. there's some some little steps because um, they they have a little section here about concerns raised <laughs> and uh, they talk about uh, the uh, sorry I got distracted by seeing an insurance company I used to have uh, they're <laughs> uh, they're talking about the merger they offered early on uh, to sell Saab Miller stake in Miller Coors's joint venture to Molson Coors ceding global control of Miller Brands uh, to resolve any antitrust problems in the United States. They offered that. I, I don't know if they're actually doing that, though. I think that was just like a good faith, like, hey, we could do this, and nothing's really been said since then. It, to me, like, it sound just the article sounds as if they're really working at the problem, because, of course, legally... The, the biggest concern is they don't want some huge monopoly to happen. They want to keep everything distinctive. They're taking bits and pieces from here and putting them over there and changing some names here and there. But the biggest concern for everyone else involved is the craft beer industry. Like it, it brings up the Brewers Association. So that that's, that's where we're coming from, I think, more than anything. Yeah. The article kind of covers like, oh, well, they're making it to where it's not going to be, you know company as far as the the company itself is concerned it's not going to overtake everything but at the same time or it's not going to look like it's going to overtake everything so at the same time craft beer is probably going to get pushed around a bit and that's the unfortunate thing here yeah there is part of me though that when i think about this whole thing it's it's like if you're into craft beer you weren't going to buy stuff from miller or from Saab Miller, or from uh, uh, InBev. Right. Not nothing from them, but you weren't going to buy their their typical brands. That they're talking about trying to spin off anyway. So right, you're buying. You're not going to buy Budweiser, but I mean, you you know, we'll still be buying like Goose Island or something. But that's not really yeah. a thing that they're talking about. Right. Um. I, the interesting part from the article that I found. Oh gosh, where is it? I want to make sure I get the numbers right. But because it, it listed. Um, I guess, I don't know if we've seen more recent numbers like this, but as far as the beer market is concerned, when the shift happens, it would be AB InBev, then Heineken, and then, uh, what is it? Uh, Coors, right? Molson Coors. 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 Yeah. I couldn't remember the first part of that. Um, the beginning so part that, of that... Coors has changed so much. <laughs> yeah, right? it's kind of hard. <laughs> they keep changing hands. Yeah. So, but yeah. I thought those numbers were interesting. Like that's that is the beer market, really. So it's like those three, and then kind of everything else. Because even um, though everybody has different parts of the market share, and the, you know, small percentages here and there in the craft beer industry, in reality, it's those three and everybody else. Because a lot of other brands are kind of already under those three, unfortunately. Now. Yeah. 
Well, looks like they, they will keep Budweiser, Bex, and Stella under ABs in Bev's roof, roof and or the roof maybe. <laughs> what a roof means. Right. Uh, and uh, they're selling Miller in the U.S. and Peroni and Pilsner Raquel in Europe. So, yeah, so, there, yeah there are they, some things that they are like cutting off. But... Yeah, they're they're getting rid of a lot of things. Uh, we talked about that before. I like. We've talked about some of the international impacts of this, brands they're selling off internationally. Uh, but this article talks about the commissions, regulatory commissions in other parts of the world that have to approve of this merger as well. Uh, yeah. It's the things you don't think of. Like pretty much the entire planet has to come together and say, yeah, this is okay. That's how big this is. Like that's how big a deal this is. That's why we've been covering it since like the first episode. Because when this goes through and is completed, it will change the beer market for the entire planet. <laughs> but they're talking about, like, South Africa. Uh, their competition commission uh, have recommended the deal with conditions. So I'm, it's going to be those, oh, well, you can't, you know, distribute like this, and you can't own these, and blah, blah, blah. And then there was another uh, Asian market, uh, China, uh, they have to sell Saab Miller's steak in snow breweries. So what would be funny to me is that at the end of all this, after they have to make all the different concessions for to all the countries to make the deal go through, uh, like all they have left is you're not allowed to buy the company, but you're about allowed to buy one six-pack from them. <laughs> right. But, yeah, that's uh, we'll leave that at that. That is your ABM Bev takeover of Saab Miller update. It looks like it's going to happen with concessions. <laughs> with some concessions, and just be ready to have your to go into your 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 bunkers and fallout shelters, ready to fight off the beer-starved hordes after the after this happens. Mm-hmm. Make sure your fallout shelters are well stocked, because this is truly the end days. <laughs> Moving on, end, end times. times. <laughs> okay. I was waiting to see who's going to do it first. Um, Next story, uh, I'm glad to see a follow-up on this. Uh, Goose Island identifies the bacteria that caused the tainted beer, but not the source. So, like, they're they're shaking people down, but they still haven't found Deep Throat. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're in dark alleyways, beating people, leaving bloody messes behind, throwing people they're, off, like, second-story buildings. They're grabbing bacteria, just like, who sent you? Yeah. But they're saying a rare form of bacteria led to the massive recall of two Goose Island beers earlier this year, though how exactly the iconic Bourbon County beers became infected remains unclear, the brewery said in a promotional podcast released Thursday. I haven't watched the podcast yet. Um, It is up. You can find it around. But it it just lays it out real quick, what what they know. It is nice to see that they're following up and telling us. I like to imagine one of them is dressed like Batman. Sure. Where are the bacteria going? So, lactobacillus uh, acetolic. That word. It's a form of. uh, Yeah, that one. (laughs) Lactobacillus acetotolerans. I don't know. Casey, you'll have to tell us. (laughs) Casey, write in. Tell us. Uh, (laughs) Acetotolerans. Yeah, uh, it infected. Your sounds the best. Yeah, it infected the Bourbon County brand coffee stout and barley wine. Uh, they did the biggest recall they've ever done over it. But it's a type of bacteria that the brewer identified with the assistance of a third-party laboratory. 
Goose Island had seen no evidence of the infection before the beers went into dis- uh, into distribution. So, yeah, it just no one knew until they went to crack open their bottles, and the reports were a lot of like bottles would just start foaming over. And then, I, like, I like to imagine their their celebratory open like "Good job, guys! Let's send the troops home." <laughs> then foam just starts pouring out like well that's not right <laughs> yeah yeah and then the coffee stout was uh sour so that yeah, was you know unfortunate i would i would have been upset had i had tracked down a large number of those bottles and went to finally open one and you got people are selling these or they were right and you buy the you buy so many to tuck away in your cellar to start opening over the years and then find out oh no it's all bad yeah and you know they 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 did the right thing. They they came forward. They told what, you know, it's like, look, things are messed up. Come ahead. We'll refund the money. And they described the process as uh, frustrating and painful, but also fascinating. <laughs> and they're just like, I, I need to know how this happened. Like, so they're, someone put on a deer stalker hat. I don't know how many detective <laughs> references I can throw into this, but right. I'm going to keep trying. A few more. Let's get a little more Sherlock Holmesy. Someone's just walking around with a magnifying glass, staring at the ground. Uh, they come in. There's someone beating a uh, beating a bourbon barrel with a riding crop. <laughs> oh, we have the article there saying uh, in early January, Goose Island launched the biggest recall in its 28 year history, which included refunds for all bottles of Bourbon County coffee stout and barley wine whether opened or not. So if you had opened it and drank it, they would still refund you. The real story here is that uh, Goose Island is as old as me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they were the that. one of the first craft brewers to be bought up. Yeah, when do true. I get to be bought up by a larger? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, they could bring me some money. I'll sell out right now. <laughs> But yeah, um, that's just, we got the update. They know what it is. They don't know where it came from. Uh, there's some suspicion that it might be something that was lingering in the bourbon barrels mm-hmm. because like we just we we don't wash them out. We don't you know you just take the bourbon barrels and fill them with the beer. So somewhere out there, there's some some bourbon that's got some bacteria in it. Some yeah, but drunk, some <laughs> drunk bacteria. Yeah, right. Or the bacteria could have, something could have gotten in the barrel after it was drained. And then yeah. started growing and all the yeasts and everything left behind in that barrel. True. Okay, so we have that update as well. I didn't realize both of those were quick updates. Just, <laughs> well, moving on. Moving on. Uh, Ballast Point to hire 175, precise number, open <laughs> and open a craft brewery in, we're not saying the county, it's near Roanoke, Virginia. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how to say that county's name. Uh, yeah, we're not even we're not even going there. <laughs> but basically, everybody's going to Virginia. Yeah, Virginia's the hotness, kids. Yeah, uh, Ballast Point's going there now. Deschutes had and announced recently. Yes, and and their chief rivals, Delatters. I mean, they can't go anywhere without Delatters following them. <laughs> and Stone is also fall. in Virginia as well. Yeah. So I mean. Virginia and North Carolina, real quick, becoming all these West Coast breweries, East Coast locations. Yeah, I think this is awesome. Um, they, it's it's a lengthy article on just going to point it out. Not the best website, uh, Roanoke Times. Get with it. Um, it's impossible to read font. I can't <laughs> let that go. God. Tiny, tiny font for a pretty long article. It's. 
kind of bad. They, so they get into a lot of numbers and how much it's going to cost them to do this and everything. And there's no real timeline, but it is, it's a thing that's happening. It's a definite plan. Um, so side note, then I'm going to get into this. So <laughs> they mentioned, they have interviews with like breweries that already exist around the Roanoke area. And right, like they they talk to Deschutes and to Ladders. They right. Talk, <laughs> they talk about how this is going to be the the Asheville of of Virginia, which what? is a legit like that's a good quote. That's a, the man makes a very good point. We were discussing um, how odd of a thing to say that is. <laughs> before it's like the it's the Paris of Virginia. Yeah. No, we're the Asheville of Virginia. <laughs> like of all places, we're the Asheville. Like all right, but it makes sense. It does. Um, but yeah, so we we were looking at like, oh, interviewed brewer from such and such brewery. And we saw Flying Mouse Brewery. And I had to go look it up because I was like, one, that's a fantastic name. Two, apparently it's a fantastic everything. They this, have a great logo. This is the logo. real, <laughs> is is the real, real story. story. Yeah. <laughs> I, and it, you can't get it anywhere, I guess, other than in Virginia. Like you have to physically go there. It's, everything's all steampunk. And the mouse has a name. It is, I have to go find it again, Bartleby Hopsworth. Yeah, there's no way it's not like a a steampunk thing when you name your mascot Bartleby. Right? Yeah, he's a little steampunk, like, With, rocketeer. Like, bat wings, and yeah, oh, it's, it looks it's, awesome. It's, it's, it's steampunk rocketeer. It's it's a with as a mouse, like it's a mouse with goggles, a leather jerkin, and wings. Yeah, and it's just, it's just great artwork, and they've got like steampunk silhouettes of the team members, like the brewing folks who work there and stuff. It's fan- it's just fantastic. I was just admiring the website and the art. We shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but its cover is pretty compelling. <laughs> good cover, guys. Good cover. Um, um, but yeah, anybody who lives near Virginia, if you've had it. Or, or if you've been down there to visit at some point and you've you've swung by there, apparently it's not, it, it's off of the Appalachian Trail as well, so that's kind so of interesting. Go for a hike, stop off, get something to drink, yeah, and then stumble back out onto the trail. <laughs> Basically, it's safe, right? Oh yeah, yeah, it's very safe. But yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because it looks freaking awesome. Yeah, that. Now we come back from the story that was within the story. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> Well, we got to the main point. Oh, yeah. Uh, another big point for the ballast point moving. Point, 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 point. Point, point, point. It's, it's pointillism in here. It's... <laughs> um, they are not building a new facility. They are purchasing a previously used building. I don't know what it was for, some kind of production. But they're just buying this facility and going to flip it around, retrofit it to brew beer. That makes sense. It's not like that's hard. Yeah. I mean, you just bring in your vats and you set it all up right there. And like, you just need the open space. <laughs> Look, we're saying it doesn't sound hard. I bet it's probably a little bit more difficult than... Yeah. Yeah, than those, all that. Those vats look heavy. Like, I don't think I want to just carry one in on my back. No, <laughs> I, I'll bring one in. I can put one under each arm. It's okay. Right. Okay. Well, you are much larger than me. <laughs> we are very uh, tall. They, they are talking about, like, this will generate traffic and tourism dollars because they aren't just going to come here to go to one brewery. They'll go out. They'll go to a lot, and all I keep thinking of that's like, really, tourism? That's <laughs> your place is building jobs and sending out beer, and you're concerned about tur- whatever. I mean, they're looking at every last penny this could bring them. So I, I, I wonder how far all of these are going to be from each other. 
like the the Deschutes and the Stone and now right now Bow's Point. So I that would be interesting. Like if they're not unreasonably far, you could theoretically do like some kind of pub crawl there, and that would be freaking I want, awesome. I want there to be a brewery district. There's just there's just like you know three or four breweries, like two on one side of the street and two on the other. <laughs> That's fine. And you, it's like a you know small little two lane road, and you just go like, all right, I'm walking over to the next one. I want it to be like in um, at World's End. Oh, where they're all like, like how first have we ever questioned like why how there are that many pubs in that little village? I mean, they're like ten it's pubs. It's England. I assume that's that's how they that's how they roll. Yeah, like, if we could have that, then that would be fantastic. You know, like if, if if Roanoke just becomes this little village, you know, minus all the alien stuff. Um, just sooner or later, <laughs> they're all going to vanish, and it's going to be sad. There's going to be like a keg that has Croatoa written on it. <laughs> Pubs in Britain, it's kind of like uh, Tim Hortons in Canada. There's pretty much or, one for everybody. Is it or Starbucks here and yeah, yeah, pretty much. There right. can be a pub across the street from another pub. All right, Obception. <laughs> Next story, uh, kind of disconcerting but intriguing at the same time. Uh, yeah. Titled is Walmart looking to dethrone Budweiser as king of beers. That's uh, a wa- clickbaity the- title if yeah. I ever heard one. <laughs> well, I clicked it, yeah. so here yeah. we are. Um, the Mart of Beers. <laughs> yes, Walmart is selling "quote unquote" craft beer. That's what to take away from this. Uh, there's a newbie, <laughs> newbie to the surge craft beer market. And its discount retailer, giant Walmart. The world's largest retailer quietly began selling several craft varieties in its first line of private label beer during the first quarter. I didn't, I knew nothing of this. I haven't, I don't go to Walmart, so I've not seen it on shelves. I do. I still not see it on shelves. Okay. uh, They have four versions Cats Away IPA, After Party Pale Ale, Red Flag Amber, and Round Midnight Belgian White. That just when they expect you to drink their Belgian white <laughs> uh, around midnight, you should be. <laughs> yeah. But they're only available in uh, twelve packs for thirteen dollars. And you think about that—that's not bad. Yeah, twelve pack for thirteen bucks for if, a, if they're calling it craft beer. Uh, oh, and in California only, the company is also debrewed. I mean, no, that's the new term. <laughs> They've debrewed a brand called. Pacific Drift. It doesn't say what that one is. I wonder if... Yeah. I assume it's like a pale ale, maybe. It, it, I, I, I think this is a brand, so maybe it's a yeah. whole separate thing, not oh, just like oh, okay. a beer. Oh, that's true. Yeah, okay. Uh, the alcohol maybe, maybe, content... Wait, go ahead. I said they may have more than one of these throughout the country. And that oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, uh, alcohol content is relatively high, as is normal the case with craft beers. Hitting 5.8, I wouldn't call that high. That's for the I IPA. Call me when you're talking real high. Like, yeah, get to the double digits, and then then it'll be then, a story. <laughs> then we'll talk about whether I drink your beer. The beers are available in about 2,200 Walmart stores out of about 4,600 total U.S. stores. So, a uh, little yeah. under half. This probably explains why we haven't seen it yet. I, yeah. I, I doubt we're one of the starting points. Yeah, yeah. Uh, none of the beers are offered on tap at local bars. They are brewed by Rochester, New York-based Trouble Brewing, which we had never heard of. And then finally looking at the can, yeah, it says Trouble Brewing. and has a big, like, flaming hop on it. So, so this, 
this begs a question that we discussed beforehand. Right. Does Walmart own the brewery? Does Walmart have an exclusive deal with the brewery? Or what's going on? Do they own like enough of the brewery that that they made a specific deal for themselves? I don't. I, I want to know more about this part of the aspect of this. This yeah, thing. right. It's, it's a little confusing, and it doesn't really clarify it very much in the article. Um, because it, they make the point that it says because of alcohol laws, but it's called private label, or no, it's called distinctive label, not a private, not label. a private label. So I. I don't know. So on the whole story, yeah, so the ownership part is a little confusing. But regardless, Walmart is going to be selling craft beer. And they're going to be, it's going to be more or less under their name. I mean, the closest I've seen to Walmart selling craft beer, and they're, I guess they're technically still craft, but they, they sell like Sam Adams. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they, but yeah, I guess everywhere sells Sam Adams. So, but the fact um, what, that it's like store, like that's essentially the store brand. Yeah, and, this this is like their, you know, this is. I, I don't want to, to to diminish the beer here, but this is their great value beer. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, because yeah, I mean, I I wanted to say that they have other brands, but I can't think of any now. Like, because Kroger has like what six different brands or whatever oh, under yeah. them. And, and I can't think of anything besides great value under Walmart's. The the thing that they mentioned in this, though, is that, like, they have a separate brand in California. So maybe they're, like, looking to buy brands to, to distribute into certain areas. So maybe yeah. maybe this is only in a certain section of the market. Or maybe this is the one they thought is best, and so they're, they're expanding it to, you know, expanding it wide. But mm-hmm. Yeah, and the other thing I didn't know about was that for 10 years they've had their own private label for Spirits. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, and now they're also coming out with Prosecco. <laughs> yeah, but so. <laughs> hey, look! I have fond memories of Prosecco, mostly, <laughs> mostly being that Casey left a bottle of it that went flat in my fridge, mm. and I healed you guys during the during Cataclysm while drinking a bot drinking it straight from the bottle. Because nice. <laughs> I'm classy like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think overall, my my thoughts on the. The whole situation is eh, good. Good for them. Yeah, anyone <laughs> anyone who can find it needs to try some and report back and tell us, you know, how it is. Like, because... I'm I'm more shocked that I don't have. Uh, like, I'm not. I'm okay with this. I'm I'm fine with the whole. Like, to me, it's like, well, they're not partnering partnering with um, AB InBev. They're not partnering with some, like some big thing. And they even say in the article somewhere, it's like we want to get craft beer to the masses because Walmart is all about the masses. So I I guess I don't see a problem here. Yeah, like you could you can you know say like oh like you know they whoever actually made this they sold out to Walmart but mm. you know like they're they're getting their stuff out there to a bigger group. I I'm curious to try it. I I want to try it. That does not mean that I will like it necessarily. But the 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 article here says like it's comparable to uh, in quality to many craft beers in the market. It's like that's. It's not saying anything because yeah. that's just craft, there's a wide range in quality. Yeah. Uh, some and that's also entirely subjective. So yeah, whatever. But you know, an amber, an IPA. I mean, the the selection sounds reasonable, and it sounds you know, it does of course sound like the, the typical things that you would maybe use to appeal to the masses. But yeah, at the same time, I feel like there could be something worse happening. 
And this isn't a bad thing, really. I mean, it's right. not like, and it's not like it's the only one that they're selling at their stores because I'm sure that they have, um, you know, they sell other beers. But this is just Walmart trying to get in the game, and it's probably a really smart move for them. Yeah. Although I would like to see Walmart try to sell like a uh, their, I don't know, some sort of like imperial stout. I, like, <laughs> I mean, if we're going craft, guys, let's go heavy. Let's go dark. <laughs> let's go all the way. <laughs> Okay, it's, we've it's bourbon barrel aged some stouts and caves. <laughs> yeah, I can see that in the back of Walmart now. There's a whole you just walk in, suddenly there's a bunch of barrels in the back. They they build a cave underneath every one of their their already, Walmarts. I'm sure so there already is one. Store somewhere. it down. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's get into some untapped. Get riggedy riggedy Okay, a few badges real fast. The first one kind of made me mad because I'd seen it everywhere. And then the badge comes out, and now it's nowhere. <laughs> but it's what's your beer sonality uh, from Left Hand Brewing? Left Hand Brewing has put together a super scientific test to help you uncover your true beer sonality and discover if you're an extrovert IPA or an introvert IPA at beersonality.me. Okay, so I, I saw they had this quiz. Now. I want to see this quiz. I, I'm on the page. I hit start quiz. It's a BuzzFeed quiz. No. Of course it's it like, is. What's, what's your spirit animal? Otter? <laughs> unicorn? Parrot? Mountain lion? If you say otter, now I instinctively go <laughs> to that means you rape baby seals to death. <laughs> Why do you have to go to negative places? I want to know that. Because they do. <laughs> Okay, well, moving on with Otter. Uh, I'm totally taking this quiz now, too. Yeah, no, like, pick a dream vacation home. Tuscan Villa. These are Tokyo. freaking weird. Beach house. Tree house. That's way too cool to not say tree house. Yeah. And, yeah, no, pick a bumper. This is a buzz. I've seen BuzzFeed quizzes like this. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a... A bumper sticker life motto. Yeah, I got to that one. We should we should put this on pause. I don't know how how great it is for us to be. Yeah, it's not making great radio. No, it's good. It's fine. <laughs> no, okay. Well, uh, check in to either an extrovert IPA or an introvert IPA from Left Hand Brewing between May twenty sixth and June twenty sixth. You've got plenty of time still. I've I gotta find it. I, it it's gone. I don't know what happened, but yeah, all you gotta do is have one. Of one of them. I haven't seen any of them, but I'm curious. And the, the word introverted IPA makes it sound like this is not going to be like out in your, you know, blowing your taste buds out. But at the same time, like, I kind of, I'm half afraid that they're the exact same beer and they just put two different labels on them. <laughs> one could just be like a dry version of the other. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to move into the next one from bog to barrel to bottle. This is from Long Trail, who we've taken a shining to. A uh, brand new addition to Long Trail's year-round lineup, Cranberry Gosa, is a fruit-filled take on this traditional German-style beer brewed with cranberries from Blue Water Farms in Massachusetts, coriander, and a dash of sea salt. Hmm. I'm not really much of a, of a cranberry person, but I'd like to try a Cranberry Gosa. I'll give it a shot. Me and Gosa aren't on the best terms right now. Uh, but all you have to do is check into one Cranberry Gosa from Long Trail between May 23rd and June 23rd to unlock 
the bright and fruity badge. Update. I got the introvert IPA. Sorry. <laughs> I'm two questions away. Hold on. I, I'm uh, shocked by this. <laughs> the introvert got the introvert IPA. I'm, yeah, that's that's shocking no one. Breaking news. Yeah. Breaking news. Bastion gets to play the game. <laughs> news at 11. Details at 11. Details at 11. He left clicked. Okay, uh, our final badge, while Justin finishes his up, is... My last question. Blue Moon turns 21. It's a birthday badge. We just had a badge from Blue Moon. Right. But that one, I don't know, they're all super... It's it's just drink a... Go drink a Blue Moon beer. (laughs) That's all it is. It is a good time for it. This is like Blue Moon season, you know. It's practically summer, and (laughs) it's just like the, the citrus refreshingness or whatever. I'm not a huge fan because I think it's more fruity and I can't handle it when they put the orange slice in, but I know a lot of people love it, so good for you. you know? Yeah, it just says drink a blue moon throughout June and July to get the badge. And you probably will get that other badge. I can't remember what the expiration was for the new label badge. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I feel like maybe it's already passed, but I, I don't yeah. know. What'd you get? Uh, I got introvert, but that said, after the first question, I kind of knew what they were looking for in answers, so I could... Oh. I could Tailor it to whatever I felt, whatever I felt like. So you oh, were, see, I just actually answered it. So you were playing I'm still the game. Like, trying to actually answer it, but at the same time, I'm looking, going, like, I, I know what this answer is going to be. Shocking, no one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we've wasted entirely too much time on this. I think we have a topic. Well, yeah, topic to get into. <laughs> Can't our topic be we take quizzes? <laughs> no. I'm just saying, like, we could find like, a Myers-Briggs test somewhere online, <laughs> so you, you know, just do a whole episode of us taking, like, answering questions out loud. Uh. I hate that one. I get, <laughs> I get nervous on the, like, the, the ones that just are basically the Likert scale, and I'm like, I don't know, because I always go middle, because I have no oh, idea. Yeah. It's like me, me rating the beers, you know? I, I can't. I'm like, it, <laughs> I know it's a three, but I don't know where between three and five it should be. <laughs> Okay, well, let's move on to to some terms tonight. We we don't have like a big grand theme, I don't think necessarily for this. We we just kind of wanted to throw out some ones we hadn't used before. We were very exhaustive before. <laughs> uh, I'm exhausted just remembering how much we we went over before. Uh, so we're gonna try to be a little bit less less severe. Uh, topping off our list, we have head retention. That is the foam stability of the beer as measured in seconds by time required for a one-inch foam collar to collapse. Uh, yeah, so how well your head stays on your beer. thats That one's pretty self-explanatory. But yeah. Yeah, We've talked about it a lot, so I just figured, hey, we're yeah, going to put that in yeah. there. A fun one well, to play and... with, with this are uh, like a Guinness stouts and porters when you pour them because mm. they're going to get... Big, foamy heads that are going to hang around for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, next on our list, uh, my personal enemy, phenols. <laughs> We've got two here that I hate, and I got phenols. Uh, Sorry? <laughs> no, no, no. I meant, like, at the end of this list, I'm still not going to be able to tell you the difference between uh, between them. But phenols are a class of chemical compounds perceptible in both aroma and taste. Some phenolic flavors and aromas are desirable in certain beer styles. 
For example, German-style wheat beers in which phenolic compounds deri derive from the yeast used, or smoke beers in which phenolic compounds are derived from smoked malt. Mm. Sorry. So, mm, you know, smoke. sometimes <laughs> you want phenols. It says higher concentrations in beer are often due to brewing water, infection of the wart by bacteria, Goose Island, or wild <laughs> yeasts, got to keep them tamed, <laughs> and uh, sometimes cleaning agents or crown and can linings. Hmm. Make sure your stuff's clean, boys. Yeah. Uh, phenolic sensory attributes include clovey, herbal, medicinal, or pharmaceutical, uh, I guess... Whatever. So it gives exactly uh, the example of band aid being a okay. Like, who's going around licking band aids? <laughs> I know what it means. Okay, so I don't. <laughs> I kind of like. Well, when you taste some stuff and you're like, "This tastes like medicine." Have you been licking band aids? Yeah, no. The the medicinal makes sense. Band aid. <clears throat> well, I guess it's like when you. I mean, you don't go around eating fresh blades of grass but at the same time when you have the birdie bots bean that tastes jelly bean that tastes like grass you're like ah oh, indeed it does it's it's like the taste that it smells like 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 you would think it would taste like you're like that's right. definitely that i would think it's either like it would remind me of robitussin or just the general smell of a doctor's office mm. like none of this sounds good though so no. it sounds like phenols are bad <laughs> Am I getting well, this correct? Not, depending on the beer style, they may or yeah. may not be bad. But I'm stuck on this Band-Aid thing. Wait, so you're telling me you smell Band-Aids too? Because I don't... You don't, like, open them and you're like... You get a whiff of, like, Band-Aid? No. Or, I, I guess, sorry. I, I Adhe open adhesive them and bandage? then apply them to the, to the wound. Adhesive medical strip, Adhesive please. medical strip. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I have a weird sense of smell, though. I think we've already established this. You, your, yours probably works, where mine is usually <laughs> half-stuffed-up nose. Uh, but, okay, yeah, so, so, so phenols are going to have that, that you know, like they say clovey, and I, I can totally picture clovey and medicinal and that kind of stuff. Yeah. That, you know, it's going to have some weird, weird tastes, I guess, that you're not, you're not totally down for. Yeah. Um, but then next on the list is session beer. Uh, a beer of lighter body and alcohol. <laughs> yeah, I'm sounding like a, a computer trying to read, trying to mimic what if it's a, like a voice call. Like the, Welcome to Movie Phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's Session Beers is a, a lighter be lighter body and alcohol beer, which you may be expected to drink more than one serving of in a setting. So, you know. Yeah, session. it's sessionable. Yeah. So you could have several of them and be fine. Or not be fine, maybe, but at least enjoy. Like, it's it's such a thing that it's not destroying your palate. It's not heavy. Um, the Mad Tree PSA is one that we've had. It's actually labeled as a session beer, and it is it is pretty sessionable. A like proper session yeah. ale. Good job. Well, like, like Founder Session IPA is mm. a much, much calmer sort of IPA, I guess. And it's, it gets you, you know. I could drink quite a few of those. Yeah, yeah, most of them are labeled like session IPAs, actually. Yeah. So so if you're out and you're looking for a beer that you can have a few of at a restaurant or something, look for anything that's a session. If you're if you're curious about which one you should have, the session IPA or the double IPA, and you don't really like hops. <laughs> yeah, go session. Uh, Always go session. Uh, next up, specific gravity. 
this is, uh, at, sorry, I don't see anywhere here the uh, giant G and then I can, uh, a, a formula describing <laughs> right. how gravity works. Uh, I know acceleration due to gravity is 9.8 meters per second squared. Anyway. Someone call uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> now, this is the ratio of density of a substance and the density of water to the density of water. Uh, this method is used to determine how much dissolved sugars are present in the wort or beer. Uh, it has no units because it is expressed as a ratio. Uh, you can also find, in other words, original gravity. And also look around for original gravity and final gravity. Uh, I'm assuming one is at the beginning <laughs> and then one, one is at the end. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then we also have mead. Good old mead. Uh, it's what you think Vikings should drink. Uh, meads are produced from the ferment- fermentation of honey, water, yeast, and original ingredients, such as fruit, herbs, ho- I thought said hops, and or spices. Uh, according to Final Gravity, they are categorized as dry uh, point. I don't yeah, know what, I don't know what numbers those numbers mean. are. Yeah. Medium or sweet. The numbers keep getting bigger. Uh <laughs> Wine, champagne, sherry, mead, ale, uh, or lager yeasts may be used. Uh, I enjoy the occasional mead, typically if I'm at a Renaissance fair. I'm not a fan. Uh, yeah, it's I'm not a fan sweet. either. I, nope. The honey is just, yeah, it's it's too much. It's not brush your teeth sweet, but it's just it's still too, it's like, I don't know. Get some mead, giant fried turkey leg. They go together. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it probably does. I could go for a big turkey leg that tastes like ham, though. <laughs> tastes and looks like ham, except there are bones inside the leg. Yeah, or ligaments everywhere. <laughs> yeah, oh, Renfest. All right, let's get this going again. Uh, our next term is going to be dry hopping, which we've actually used quite extensively on the show. Uh, dry hopping, the addition of hops late in the brewing process to increase the hop aroma of a finished beer without significantly altering its bitterness. Dry hops may be added to the wort in the kettle, whirlpool, hop back, or added to beer during primary or secondary fermentation, or even later in the process. I'm I, I like dry hopping. Like I like having some of that hop aroma necessarily without it being like crazy bitter. Because like I, I I can enjoy the smell of hops, but I don't want to like sit there. And, yeah, let's take a little bit of. Oh God, no! No, I'm gonna die. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've, I've discovered that with a few different kinds of hops, and I'm like, nope, nope, can't do, can't do this one. <laughs> just a little too much. I think Galaxy, or no, it was Mosaic, what I had recently, oh, yeah. and I was just like, nope, we can't, we aren't fans of Mosaic. That's just <laughs> how this is. Um, next, our next one is Hefe, a very uh, topical term right now. We are in Hefe, Hefe, Hefe. We are in uh, Hefe season. We call a, it El Hefe. <laughs> a German word meaning yeast used mostly in conjunction with wheat or Weiss beers to denote that the beer is bottled or kegged with the yeast in suspension, Hefeweiss. These beers are cloudy, frothy, and very refreshing. And we are yes, in. Yes, they are. <laughs> yeah, we are in Hefeweissen season. Um, had a very nice one that, was, that met this. To the T. So, like, for some reason, cloudy and refreshing don't correlate in my brain. Like, I hear cloudy, and I'm like, oh, 
and I hear refreshing, and I'm like, wait, what? That's anyway. what we could have talked about. Crap. Um, <laughs> sorry. We did, we had, because um, Yingling has their summer mm-hmm. wheat, and of course the Yingling. badge is gone now, but um, uh, we went to, they had it at Taste of Cincinnati uh, when we went with his family to that, and we tried that beer for the first time, and it's a Hefeweizen. Mm-hmm. But they, they have it labeled as summer wheat, of course, which I guess now makes sense because it's, you know, it is a wheat beer still. But uh, it, it was delightful. It was actually refreshing, but yeah, really cloudy. And then Braxton had their Hefeweizen that was uh, very good. Yeah, called very, Haven. Haven, yes. The, uh, the Braxton. Yes, the, <laughs> which they were going to have on tap uh, all weekend down at Bunbury. And as we look out the window at the massive downpours of rain that have been coming all day, those people are drenched. Maybe they maybe they managed to duck inside and then hop back out before entering the random bizarre breaks in the rain. No, there's not. A, there's nowhere they could jump inside. They're just down at the riverfront. Down by the river. <laughs> With Ice Cube, and I don't even know who all's there. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Wait, you mean actually Ice Cube is there, or are we? Yes, yes, yes so- actual Ice Cube. Well, he performed last night. Either way, moving on. Um... Liquor. Hmm. (laughs) The name given in the brewing industry to water used for mashing and brewing, especially natural or treated water containing high amounts of calcium and magnesium salts. So not just liquor as we think of it. That's why that's in here, because I was like, that's weird. I didn't know there was a different, like, definition for that. Uh, So you're telling me some of these waters are called, like, rum. And <laughs> if only if I could get a rum spigot, right. I would be, I would be very happy. Would yeah. you, or would you, would you die a lot sooner than we? Oh, I'd die a lot sooner. That's going to happen anyway. Also, I imagine like bathing in rum gets sticky. Uh, yeah. It'd be glorious. <laughs> no, it'd be sticky. I spent a lot of time around. I can imagine Ian uh. hearing this and just wringing his hands <laughs> and nervously <laughs> looking around. Yeah. No. no, it's great to watch him eat like a big, like a big dripping burger that he didn't realize was going to be like that. He's just like, this is my nightmare. <laughs> this is, uh, this is also Casey's nightmare if it's sticky. His grease and barbecue sauce run onto his hands. Like, yeah. Uh... He, he can't. Now his it. was, his was if you drop uh honey into like he 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 loves honey, but one time uh, he spilled it into his bed. Oh god! Oh my god! Had, like not a lot, but like it was a drop, like a drop went in there, and he immediately had to go wash his sheets. He's like, <laughs> I can't sleep like this. <laughs> wow! Wow! Yeah, that's bad. Okay, uh, I'm gonna wait for him. Like I'm gonna get a text uh, sometime, sometime next uh, this coming week. That's gonna be like, I hate you. <laughs> Okay, our next term is microbrewery. Everyone listening is probably very familiar with a microbrewery. Uh, As defined by the Brewers Association, a microbrewery is a brewery that produces less than 15,000 barrels of beer per year with 75% or more of its beer sold off-site. Like Drew Carey in the Drew Carey show, Buzz Beer. (laughs) Ah, Buzz Beer. (laughs) caffeinated beer it's blackout in a bottle <laughs> i mean uh, i don't see a downside <laughs> what's the actual caffeinated beer that's out there now does anyone um, anyone remember there there are a few now um i don't remember 
Gosh, there's that one that was on Beer Wars, but I can't remember the name of it now. Yeah, there's like some highly caffeinated ones. I want to see Jolt Beer. Oh, yeah. Ugh. That'd be my jam. I just don't understand it. Like, I'm just going to be sleepy and excited all at once. I mean, I've got to drink take- an energy drink halfway through drinking to keep me going, so it's, let's just combine the two. You got to take uppers and downers and see which one wins. <laughs> all right. Uh, shelf Life uh, describes the number of days a beer will retain its peak drinkability. The shelf life for a commercially produced beer is usually a maximum of four months. Yeah. So, uh, some, some companies are better about this than others. Yeah, you have a lot of the IPAs out right now that are, like, super fresh. And uh, Rebel Raw, is that the one? Or something raw from Sam Adams. And then you have the Enjoy Buys from yeah, yeah. Stone. And the Enjoy, like, it's the name of the beer. It'll be Enjoy Buy and have a date. If it is past that date, you shouldn't buy it, or you shouldn't. You need to be drank by that date. Yeah. Uh, now, like I was thinking of like a regular, your standard fare of stuff like Sam Adams. They put little notches on their thing so you can tell. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's great. At a glance, all Sam Adams bottles. They've got a. It's like four four month stretch on the bottom, and there'll be a little notch in one of the months that show you you need to drink it by then. Miller Lite has their uh, like puts their brew by date, uh, their brewed on date on the bottle. Yeah, hmm. that's uh, another good one. Amstel Light don't have nothing on them. <laughs> Guinness is, doesn't have anything on them. This is true. I've had personal experience with the Guinness problem, um, <laughs> but the uh, uh, but Amstel Light. I have to sell that stuff, and I don't know when it's gone bad because I forgot when I put it in the refrigerator. <laughs> That's annoying. Um, I would go out on a limb and say it's all probably bad. <laughs> no one buys Amstel Light. A lot. Always check your dates, depending on what you're buying. If you're buying porters and stouts, it's not really you know you can <clears throat> you can sell her that stuff really well. It's going to be okay. Uh, the fluorescent lighting and there's also there's also the the how they're bought you know how they're bottled yeah clear bottles bad green bottles still bad dark mostly opaque bottles you might be able to squeeze a little bit extra time out of there but yeah that's uh, one of the reasons a lot of people are moving into cans now it's just much much longer life in a can yeah you you don't have to worry about uv but But, i mean putting it in a can does change the taste i don't care i don't care what anybody says like I, I see it with soda. Like, I know the difference between a soda. Even if I pour it out into a glass, I know if it was in a can or in a bottle. What's the difference between drinking a can of Coke and uh, drinking Coke off fountain and then drinking a can of beer and drinking beer off draft? Yeah. I mean, we all want to have everything off draft, but... We don't live in that perfect world. <laughs> I don't live in a world where I have a draft system and <laughs> yeah. infinite beer. So the point is, check check the dates on bottle any beer you're going to buy, especially if someone's selling single bottles. Just pull one of those around and take a look over it because they can't always keep track of when they shelve this stuff. Just picturing like you get a beer and you just write a little note to yourself to to you know do the the Back to the Future thing, have it mailed to you at a certain time. <laughs> just, like, save save the date. Drink your beer. <laughs> I guess that's one way to do it, yes. <laughs> I have a sticker system in the cellar where I put 
little round stickers on the caps of all of them. It's like, drink by, drink by, drink by. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe something. Um, all right. Uh, moving on. So probably the other term that you are not thrilled with. Uh, <laughs> uh. It, it is kind of in the same camp as phenols, I suppose. This is esters. So esters are a fruity flavor produced during fermentation that can vary in taste and aroma between pears, roses, bananas, or other light fruits. Wait, since when is since when are roses fruits? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that is okay. how it words it, though, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. Um, very high tr- concentration. It can create a solvent-like flavor, which doesn't sound good, by the way. Uh, oh. Esters are formed in beer by the esterification of ethanol, which is the primary alcohol in beer. So I I remember at the competition we went to, the judges at the at my first table talking a lot about the esters in certain of the beers because they were like Belgian ales and such. So that makes a little more sense to me now because I kind of knew it, it, it's one of those things where you kind of know the term, but you don't really know the term, you know? One day, one day we're going to do an entire episode on phenols and esters. Great. <laughs> it's the only way I'm ever going to learn it. I yeah I I think esters seems more clear than phenols, and esters also seems less bad, depending on your outlook. I, maybe if you hate pears and bananas, then that's all you know. Well, like bananas, are how you're supposed to be able to tell whether maybe something's gone wrong. So that's, that's true. Okay, yeah. That's where like I hear banana and I hear beer and I get like antsy. I'm like, uh. <laughs> So, I don't know. Um, yeah, anyway. Yeah, we, we may have to cover that at some point. Um, let's see. Just saying, I still don't know. The, <laughs> I'm reading the definition it, like, right now going, okay, that's, I still... Well, I thought I out. understood until you just said that. <laughs> Maybe it's the well, difference between, like, you know, you get the, the not-quite-as-ripe bananas versus the super-ripe bananas, like... If it's like that super ripe banana taste, then something's wrong. I'm sorry. I'm dragging you into my own personal mental defect because I've had this explained to me multiple times and it just leaves my brain immediately after it's over. So, you go, huh, okay. And then it just leaks out your ear. (laughs) You're like, anyway. Um, All right. Priming. The addition of sugar at the maturation stage to promote a secondary fermentation. Priming is the process that gives a beer, its color and head, also carbonates the beer. So I had no idea about this. This is also yeah, very interesting. Yeah, you're adding sugar at the end so that it can keep doing what it's doing after you cap it or after you put it in a bottle or can so that it's not going to be flat. Because uh, while looking up that term, it was like, oh, yeah, all beer essentially when it's going into its receptacle is flat. Hmm. Yeah, well, okay. So you've got to add something to it to kick up the carbonation. Uh Part of me, like when I think of that, is just thinking of like, yeah, they have to add, sugar. and like in my head, I think at some point I had just imagined it was like a soda fountain, and somewhere else they were just funneling in, <laughs> uh, funneling it in like a just a, a soda water thing. I was like, yeah. And in my head, like I, I know that's not right, but there's like that part of my brain that's just like maybe it works like that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, this one was odd and i've heard it said so i was like well i have to put this in here because it sounds strange but um bugs (laughs) bugs is the collective term for the myriad of bacteria and wild yeasts um so there's the wild yeast 
Brettanomyces, um, which we've talked about Brett beers before. Old Brett. <laughs> Old yep. Brett. Um, so f- they run from bright tr- tropical fruit scents to musty, sweaty aromas. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and the, the sweaty aromas are described as barnyard and horse blanket. And that's literally <laughs> how it's written up on the judging sheets at the yeah. competitions, well, too. That's, that's how you know you don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> and I did not... I wasn't. You're, you're like barnyard sounds like a weird description. I had one that I. There's no better other description than barnyard, and it was just it was horrendous. Mm, anyway. Tastes like a cow smells. <laughs> yeah. Tastes um, like tastes like horses and hay. <laughs> um. So lactobacillus and pediococcus are two of the common types of bacteria used in beer, in addition to their use in yogurt, sauerkraut, and other fermented foods. These bacteria can consume sugar molecules that brewer's yeast doesn't usually like. They create lactic acid as a byproduct and are largely responsible for the sour in a sour beer. Hmm. So okay. so yeah. collectively, all that stuff is called bugs. So if you ever hear that in reference to judging beer or t- talking about the different sour and wild styles, that's what they mean. No, oh, yeah. there are bed bugs in my glass. Oh, God. <laughs> Well, it's like, you know, like in computers, you know, you have a, a bug in the yeah. system or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. Also, I just want to point out, for once, I didn't have the crazy science words in my section. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's on me this time. Um, okay, Firkin. Uh, we've talked before about, so Braxton does Firkin Friday, which is the last Friday of every month. And I've heard everybody say this word wrong, I guess, or, or like they just <laughs> jumble up the, because it's a weird word. Um so a firkin is a type of cask traditionally used by British brewers to bring beer to the pub. Um, and today it's the most common size of cask, which holds 10.8 U.S. gallons of cask-conditioned ale. That's, part of that there, that's got to be like a, a mouth-warming exercise. <laughs> British brewers to bring beer to the pub. <laughs> it should be. Yeah, that and, that and just saying firkin. Really. It's also like you'll just see like the firkin Friday. It's just because they do the single firkin. Uh, it's a one-off beer. It's just the one cask. That's it. They're never gonna do anything like that again. And a lot of places have caught on to doing this. Like the last one we had was a uh, banana split firkin, hefeweizen. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was, was interesting. Yeah. Would you have poured it over a banana split? No. 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 It, it was an odd mix of things because it's a hefeweizen with like cocoa and pineapple and strawberry, which sounds awesome. And it didn't, it wasn't quite. Yeah, the execution really wasn't, wasn't there. Well, I feel like that's probably why they do their, their, right. frickin', their frickin' Fridays is to experiment, see what works. And... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and final term, we have pasteurization. It's an important yeah. one. Yeah. Louis Pasteur. <laughs> uh, so the pasteurization is the heating of beer to 60 to 79 degrees. I guess that means, is that Celsius? It's, it's Celsius okay, or 140 yeah. to 174 degrees Fahrenheit. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Did all that math on the page in front of me where it told me. <laughs> yeah. I just, I think I'm like reading it wrong. But um, so, so the heating of the beer to stabilize its microbiological Stabilize it microbiologically, sorry. Flash pasteurization is applied very briefly for 15 to 60 seconds by heating the beer as it passes through the pipe. Alternately, the bottled beer can be passed on a conveyor belt through a heated tunnel. 
This more gradual process takes at least 20 minutes and sometimes much longer. So I had two thoughts. One is a flash. (laughs) (laughs) Pasteurization. And the other is that that conveyor belt through a heated tunnel has got to be like, it's a small beer after (laughs) all. Do you think they set up a little thing and there's little animatronic dolls dancing on the side? I mean, someone had to get bored at some point. I would. (laughs) Well, they're not dancing. They'd obviously be drinking. I mean... I don't know if you've ever been in a position, but after so many drinks, you think you can dance. (laughs) At least I did. I don't think I've been there. Yeah. It it was bad. (laughs) Because Matt can actually dance. So he went and started dancing and drunk me. He was like, well, I can dance too. After like Uh, half a minute, I was like, nope, I can't. Sat back down. Start going. You start doing the Elaine from Seinfeld. It's just doing weird angles. And you're just like, it's like a full body seizure. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. It's like that and the sprinkler was like all I had. It's like, so I'm just going to sit down and keep drinking. Okay. That's usually the answer. Um, Yeah. So we just had uh, 15 terms this time. Uh, We'll have of links to the, um, I tried to mark the sources for all these terms. Um, there's a few different websites we got them from, so I'm going to just provide links to those particular sites for this. If you have any questions about those or want to maybe add to that list, like send us some more, like, hey, so this is an interesting one I just learned about or whatever, uh, us, let us know. Send us send us an email if you understand what esters and phenols are. <laughs> if you have a better explanation, then please, by all means, explain it to us. I, I, I look forward to reading it and then immediately forgetting it. <laughs> I'll put a cork in the other ear so it doesn't drain back out. Maybe it's going out my nose. <laughs> All right. Uh, do we want to get into what we're drinking then? I think we should. All right. Drink with me, friend. So I actually just finished it. Just the, this is the first time in a while. I think I've actually finished it before we got to the what we're drinking segment. Uh, so we have acquired the Beer Camp Across America case that Beer exists now. camp across America. See, acquired makes me think you stole it. I, mean, I only use the word acquired if I've, like, <laughs> misappropriated something. We purchased the case of Mis- Beer Camp Across acquired America. Acquired because I was left unsupervised in the liquor store. <laughs> he needs an adult, Brittany. <laughs> I do. We've learned this. I do the same thing in Kroger because I come back with all these cookies and I'm like, I don't know what just happened. <laughs> oh, we've got They're this. already half eaten. We have to buy them now. We've got the s'morios in there. Oh, yeah. Tonight just got awesome. (laughs) Yeah, no, my favorite Oreo doesn't exist anymore, so let's just move on. No, which which was it? What was it? It's the, like, it was a berry. The ice cream one? No. No, like, it was like a, it it was like this this berry flavored. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. I don't, I never had it because I looked at the packaging and said, oh, no, I don't want that. No, I I was about the ice cream one, the blonde one with the the sherbet. But I liked the other one more. Tune in next time for Have an Oreo. Um, <laughs> we need a food show, really. Uh, okay, yeah, so Beer Camp Across America collaboration from Sierra Nevada. Um, this one, so this one is West Latitude Session Rye. So that's a lot to that, but basically, and it also says ale brewed with hibiscus. So basically, um, it is the session, as we talked about, but it's got the rye in it, so it kind of gives this interesting aftertaste. It's not like a bitter hop aftertaste, but um, like it's not unpleasant. It's just 
you know, you don't expect it. This is the collaboration of Faction, Maui, Magnolia, Bear Republic, and Mad River Brewing Companies. So, yeah, this one's pretty good. Um, it's not the best. I've only had two from the Sierra Nevada. I think, didn't we just have two so far? Yeah. Um, so, we've had two out of the pack so far. Um, I liked the one I had last night better than this one. Um, that one was amazing. Yeah, that Which one, one was the the one called Table Beer. We were like, oh, all oh right the then. Southern Table Beer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's an odd name, but it, it was very good. It, it was like a little sweet, but not a tart beer. Uh, it was very refreshing, but again, very cloudy. Crazy head and head retention on that. But this one... This one's not bad. I would totally drink it again. It, so far, we've we've liked a lot of the things we've had out of the case for the, the beer camp deal. Did you say it's a rate beer score rating? Oh, sorry. Um, oh, I was asking because I was I was reading the notes and I didn't want to jump in onto it. No, you're fine. Uh, I, no, I hadn't gotten to that. Sorry. It is um, the rate beer score is 81, which is pretty good. I was gonna say, do you do you agree with that with that rating? Mm, I think. The rye just kind of throws me off, so I'm not. I wouldn't completely disagree with it, but I was going to say, just give me a letter grade and know that C is still passing and good. <laughs> so what did I rate? I think I rated it on Untapped as a, like a three point twenty five or something. I would drink it again, but it wouldn't be my first choice. So you know? like high C, low B. Yeah, so um, eighty one might be on the high end of what you're looking at, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, but. Yeah, so it's a 5.5% ABV. I actually got different results from that. Um, yeah, that's, we, we ran into this problem today. Yeah, which is strange. I mean, I guess that does happen, though. Um, oddly enough, I don't see it on the bottle. So I'm not seeing that on the bottle, but I, it's 5.5 or 6, depending on where you look. And then 55 IBUs. So it's not terribly... It's not in the hoppy range. The only... Um, are you going to look for it? Okay. So the only, um, again, the only slight bitterness is from the rye. It's not very hoppy at all. Uh, again, it's supposed to be a sessional, sessionable kind of beer. And it's got the alcohol in it, too. Yeah, so it, it doesn't even, okay. But yeah, um, I, you know, I, I'd still, I'd recommend trying it. Um, you know, the rye thing is kind of just subjective at that point, but not bad. Sweet. Uh, well, I drank long <laughs> into the episode. Like, it's been gone a while now. Yeah. Uh, it's a collaboration beer uh, between Dogfish Head, Victory, and Stone. It's the Saison du Buff. Saison du Buff. Caps. <laughs> uh, it's a Saison. Uh, I had found three different ABVs from this thing. Goodness. One from Untapped, one from beer, uh, from uh, Rate Beer, and the other one from the bottle itself. I'm going to go with the bottle. Sure. Yeah. And it says uh, 6.8. Wow. And uh, nowhere could I find IBUs. Uh, it said not available, so there were no hops. <laughs> uh, no, in fact, there were there were hops, but uh, it, it is pretty good. It got a rate beer score of uh, 95. Wow. It might be a little high for what I would say, but it like when I first tried, it, I'm like, oh, oh, I don't know what I was expecting, but it kind of it kind of catches me off guard. And yeah, then, I really enjoyed it. But, I still like, haven't tried it yet. Partway th- like midway through the beer, I'm like. Never mind. This is great. This yeah, is actually... it needs to warm up a little. Uh, yeah, oh. taking it straight out of the fridge and drinking it, I wouldn't recommend it. Take it out and set it on the counter for like five or ten minutes, then crack it open and pour it. 
mm-hmm. and you should be good to go. We, me and Chris uh, split a six-pack of this. Because we have commitment go. issues when it comes to beer. Yeah. Depending on what uh, the beer is, yes. This was my very last one, which is why I didn't like it drink a second one during the show. <laughs> uh, but, no, I, I, I did really dig it. And I, I love the idea that it's a collaboration between three fairly different breweries. Yeah, uh, what's great, they do it every year, and they just trade off who gets to brew it that year. So yeah. this year is Stone. They're the ones mm-hmm. who brewed it. Though like this, all breweries known for kind of hoppiness too. Oh yeah. yeah. They're like I'm getting more and more now where I'm like, man, where has where why did I not love Stone the entire time? Like what is wrong with me? Hmm. Like I'm coming around to them now. Like at first it, it wasn't even like that I hated them, but it's like all their stuff I knew of was like, here, you want hops? Hop. Basically, yeah. If you, if because the first thing I ever had from Stone was Arrogant Bastard. And yeah. it it wasn't I I wasn't on board with that for some reason just by itself. I don't know whether my taste tastes are evolving or whether yeah or what it is, but I I'm, I'm becoming much more like into stone. So oh yeah, uh, and I I also I like Victory, and uh, honestly I don't drink that much Dogfish Head. Oh yeah, Victory because they the, are uh, they really are just like hops. The Storm King <laughs> from Victory. Oh man. Mm. That is that is an earthy beer. If you like earthy hoppy beers, get the Storm King. Yeah, no. If you if you can find this before this this runs out, if it hasn't already, go buy it. Right. It is it is pretty good. So if you like saisons, I would say it's it's right up your alley. Then is it tart at all? A little bit. Like there is there's a some, there's a little bit of tartness. Okay. Uh, I, I I have like none to compare it to to refresh my memory. I'm wondering what it compares to to the one I drank, the beer camp I had last night that we we got, um, the one we were just talking about with the oh God because they called it a table beer. It doesn't it was, really. Compare. It was a farmhouse ale. I wouldn't compare it to those two. I'll okay. take I'll take Chris's word on this. He's had both. Okay. Yeah. Uh, All right. But I yeah like I I I like a sa- good saison every now and then. So this, like I said, it surprises me at first, but then like by the time it's Midway through, I'm like, yeah, no, this is this is a really good beer. Hmm. All right, awesome. Okay, and I am also dipping into the beer camp. Uh, I went with the Family Values Imperial Brown Ale. Sorry, <laughs> bless you. I couldn't get to mute in time. Bless you. But uh, yeah, I, this was really interesting. <clears throat> it poured exactly like a Coke. Like, the head on it was exactly like I just poured out a bottle of Coke. It looked like a Coke. It smelled like a Coke. And it is sweet like a Coke. That's strange. I, I, I had a first, like, half second of, like, poured exactly like Coke. And I'm like, you mean like it was powder? Oh, wait. <laughs> Pure cocaine coming right out of the bottle. <laughs> but, no, it was good. It uh, Really good. Yeah, I, I finished mine off just as we were wrapping up. But it is, again, a beer camp across America collaboration. Imperial Brown Ale, uh, 8.5% on your ABVs, only 35 IBUs, which, I mean, Brown you're not, Ale, yeah. Yeah, you're not expecting it to blow out the IBU chart. Rate yeah. beer score, 91. I disagree. I really like it. I guess if, you, if you're not into a sweetness, it's not like a really sweet, but there's a sweetness to it. I mean, 91's pretty high. That's a high score, yeah. It's high, but... It could be higher. It could be higher. 
Yeah. So you want to swap the 91 and the 95 on here, basically? Yeah, 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 we could do that. <laughs> um, it, this one is a collaboration with August Shell Brewing Company, Dark Horse Brewing Company, Half Acre Beer Company, uh, Perennial Artisan Ales, and Sun King Brewing. Wow. And i got to say, this <clears throat> and the other one I've had so far, the this year's beer camp, is knocking it out of the park. I am very pleased. Yeah, I would I would highly recommend if you guys if you see the the newest beer camp, which is the Beer Camp Across America collaboration, get on board with it. Almost everything in it sounds and so far is quite good. And you get two bottles of uh, it's only six beers this time instead right. of 12 different beers, but mm-hmm. it's six beers and you get two bottles of each. So if there's one you really like, you got another bottle. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it, I think it's a smarter way to do it. Okay, well, uh, one announcement, at least that I know of, there might be more, I don't know. Uh, The first announcement, anyway, is this coming weekend from us, it will be June 10th, 11th? 11th. 10th, 11th, and 12th, he will, is when this is going on. Yeah, Uh, the the 11th. 11th. For us, yeah. uh, Jerry's doing his, Justin Robert Young, uh, doing his In Your House tour, and he will be coming to Louisville, Cincinnati, and Chicago. But on the 11th, he will be in Cincinnati, and we will be down doing a pub crawl with the Gerbs. So we really hope uh, anyone who can will come out and join us for that, because that is going to be a blast. Yeah. Uh, I don't I, I, I don't know what the, the whole like in-your-house part when he's in Louisville will entail. I don't know that I'm allowed in Louisville coming from Lexington. Like, there's... <laughs> It's not a lot of a lot of friendly blood. No, that's no, a rule, um, actually. I don't think you. Yeah. You got to scrub all wildcat stuff off your vehicle. I mean, you're from <laughs> Lexington, so everyone knows you've got UK stuff <laughs> all over your I car. Come in and they'll, they'll smell it on me. They're it's like, mandatory. Mm. And if you come back someone, with anything they, red, they come in. They smell like someone beat us in the NCAA basketball league. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that'd be. <laughs> and if you come back with anything cardinal or red people will just know it outside. and they'll, yeah, they'll stink yeah, out that you. specific color red out, out out you're out they, um, they kill you on site on this in this half of the state <laughs> so for those who aren't tadpoolers or diamond club members uh so justin robert young is a podcaster who we follow uh he also has a twitch channel in which he plays hearthstone to and, uh and tweet, plays on smooth his, jazz. Uh, his new vive true yeah. true yeah he's got the new vr thing going on um, his wife has a cooking uh, on the creative a cooking thing on the creative Twitch channel. She plays some games too. Oh, okay. Let's, let's not diminish. I'm used. To, I'm used the to the cooking thing more than anything. Yeah. Um, so he's on such podcasts as Night Attack, uh, Weird Things, his mm. his own podcast favorites. Jury. Awesome. The politics, politics, politics. Yeah, and then he's also a correspondent slash like contributor, contributor. on Daily Tech News Show which I listen to every day. And contributor on the morning stream. Oh, right, right, yes, on Tuesdays. So he, he's got a lot, he's a very busy guy, and this is like a new thing that he's doing because he reached a certain level on his Patreon, and um, it should be fun. So, uh, of course, for any, if anybody else is also fellow nerds out there, it's going to be Warcraft weekend. So It's a big weekend. <laughs> yeah, it, there's a lot going on for us. And then also that same Saturday, which is actually on our calendar on the show's website, 
is Listerman Brewing's 25th anniversary. <laughs> they are the basically they're what caused the resurgence of craft beer in Cincinnati, which is like pioneering the craft beer run right now in the Midwest. Yeah, so, and they are the like they got all these breweries interested. Like they started the homebrew club in Cincinnati and they've just kept things going and they're still this little modest tap room, but they have amazing beer coming yeah, out. Great stuff. Um so I, there's a lot I've, going on next weekend. This I've weekend. I've never been to Listerman's, so I We've only been We've only once? been once or twice, yeah. I think it was just once because it was for it was to get the fryer bacon. Mm, bacon. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, and it's, it's super close to us, but it's like, you know, there's so many breweries around here. It's hard to just get around to everything, especially, I mean, they're not close, close. They're just within the greater Cincinnati area. So it's not as easy to get, you can't exactly do a pub crawl. I mean, you could, but that'd be a really expensive Uber night. (laughs) Um, all right. Do we have any other announcements? I feel like we're forgetting something. Uh, think that's it i think it's just that one maybe maybe there, there's just a lot involved in that one so maybe. <laughs> the, the this weekend announcement's kind of a big deal for us um this weekend announcements <laughs> all right well remember to check us out at haveadrinkshow.com you can find our respective untapped profiles there and find the twitter instagram google plus and facebook for the show where you will if you want to just go on those individual sites it's have a drink show as the username um if you want to tell us your favorite drink ask a question you know, throw some terms at us <laughs> or explanations for some terms. Throw uh, some gang signs at us. Okay. <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, got feedback at haveadrinkshow.com. You can also submit on the form through the feedback page on the website. And as always, we'd like to thank Alan Robinson for the show music and Lynn Peralta for the album art. Uh, you can find links to their stuff on the episode page on the site. And uh, please remember to subscribe to us on your favorite podcatcher, and please rate us on iTunes. Uh, you can find the links to subscribe uh, over on the site. Yeah. All right. Uh, check us out in another couple of weeks. Once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker. And we'll see you all next time.